This is another five-star production. Finals edition of the Scorekeepers podcast. I am one of your hosts. Joining me tonight on the line, we have Brandon. Brandon, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. All right, guys, we are here. You'll be listening to this on a Sunday, I mean, on a Thursday morning, previewing right before game one of the NBA Finals. I'm sure you'll be listening to it. You must be excited as much as we are since this is the second time since we started doing this podcast that the Heat have made it to the NBA Finals. Brandon, the first time I think that you've been on the show. Since the Heat made finals, I don't think you were on in 2020. Nah, I think we got I you on only, once. Maybe once. You may, you may have gotten me on. But... Might have gotten you on once. But nevertheless, Brandon, are you ready to preview the finals for the listeners? Get them excited for this. This possible. I don't think some people don't really look at it as an epic series. They're kind of like, eh. They're ha- they might be happy that both teams got there, but they're not really like super excited for it. Um, the uh, the casuals, sure. Even though Jimmy Butler is on like every like I see him on like every Nikolai Ultra commercial known to man. I don't think there's one that plays that he's not on. So big star, yeah, superstar. He's a big star, big star. And of course Tyler Hero, you know, whenever he's out, he gets back. But we'll get to that later. So Brandon, if you want to start, take it away for the preview of this game. Right. What are uh, I think we were talking earlier. You there were some statistical things that you were looking at. Um, yes. Yeah. Just... Your boy. Mm-hmm. Your your boy stats and research had to get in to the stats and research. The uh, first thing. All right, we gotta we gotta address this Robert off the top. Okay. You, t- you turn on the uh, ESPN, the first take, Stephen A. Smith. Uh, some of these uh, ESPN podcasts as well. You always hear that the Heat are on this run because they're shooting the lights out. Yes. Correct? Yes, I do hear that a lot. Yeah, they're, they're shooting way they're better having, than their average for the season. They're, they're having this unbelievable shooting run. All right. So what I want to do off the top is I want to put a little little damper on that myth. All right. We're going to do a little Mythbusters edition of the Miami Heat shooting. All right. First things first. Yes, it is absolutely true that for the season, the regular season as a whole, the Heat shot thirty-four point four percent from three, which is good for twenty-seventh in the league. In the league, who's worse uh, than them? If it I... is also good. Who was worse than them by chance? Who? Uh, who uh, um, I could probably. I didn't. I, I didn't care who was worse than them. Okay. I mean, I could. I can continue going and, and try and look it up. Go ahead, go ahead. It's not, that, it's not that. I just want to give oh, the viewers a, a realm of what teams they were they were shooting at the ball as oh, poorly. Well, I mean, I mean, I'll put it this way: there are thirty teams in the league. There are twenty-seven. There were only three teams worth. Okay. Um, now, it is also true mm-hmm. that the Miami Heat are leading the playoffs in three-point shooting percentage. 
at 39%. They are first. That is, I think it was like three, four. I think it was four tenths, uh, four tenths uh, ahead of Denver, who was number two um, in the playoffs. Now, that's kind of all they talk about. And that, by the way, that, that jump is what, four and a half percent? That is a very, very significant jump. Yes. But what I want to do, I want to really dive into these numbers here and kind of provide more context. So uh, back to the regular season as a whole, uh, make, three-point make, they averaged 12 a game, 12 on the dot. That was good for 17th in the league. So they were basically average in terms of make. Um, and then attempts, they were 34.8 a game. That was good for 10th. So they attempted the 10th most threes, made the 17th most per game, mm-hmm. and were percentage-wise uh, for bottom bottom five in the league. Now, if you remember, the Heat early in the season dealt with a lot of injuries, um, guys in and out of the lineup. Yes. The, Heat were actually, the Heat were actually the second most injured team in the league when you go by games missed by players. I believe the number is like 256 okay. games missed by players. Uh, I think, I forgot who was number one. For some reason, I'm feeling it was the Raptors, but I could be wrong. Um, now, you take post-All-Star break. Now, a lot of the numbers that I've gathered, um, I want to, I have regular, I have regular post-All-Star and playoffs for uh, a number of stats that we'll you know, talk about as the show goes on. But I really think the best sample to talk about is post-All-Star um, because typically post-All-Star is after the trade deadline. Um, it's It'll include most of like the buyout market um, outside of what, maybe two weeks or so, two, three weeks. Um, so, you, you know, teams are basically their final product post-All-Star break. And it's a... It's a pretty decent sample. It's about 25 games. Um, as for the, whereas the playoffs is a much smaller sample size, runs about for the Heat. It's what they're 18 games. They're 12 and six. The Nuggets is 15, 12 and three. And then obviously playoffs is matchup dependent as well. Yes. The Heat played a lot more difficult teams uh, to get to the finals, whereas the Nuggets, being the one seed, played. Um, a quote-unquote softer uh, set of schedule. You think uh, they played teams. a softer set, set of schedule? Because they did, I mean, you don't think they played the better teams in the West? I mean, you could say the West was a weaker conference this season, but, I mean, they well, played, that's they played what, the that's, Suns that's what and I mean. the Lakers. Okay. I mean, that's kind of what I mean. Because if you look at, like, if you look, um, Milwaukee was, had the, they were the number one overall seed. They were the best record in the league. Okay. Um, the, Celt- the Celtics were second. And I believe um, after that, I think Philly was, I think Philly was tied for fourth, I believe. Um, but the Nuggets came in there at three. So, and the Heat beat both Milwaukee and Boston. They beat the two best teams in the league by record. Um, you know, the Lakers, you know, I, I thought the Lakers played some, they played some good basketball post-All-Star. They were the best defense statistically post all-star um so i you know i don't want to say softer as in the teams they played were trash you know you make the playoffs generally not really going to be trash teams in there 
um, maybe a couple, but you know, relatively speaking, you know, Denver did not play the two best teams in the league. They played the Lakers team, who, you know, they probably played. What'd you say? Maybe they played like a four seed, five seed. Maybe? The Lakers team. Yeah. What would you compare? Like, if you compare the way they were playing, kind of how they had, if they played the way they were playing, in maybe the regular season. Star, over the course of a, a regular season schedule, they would have been like a four or five. They would have been a four or five. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, not, Phoenix, not Phoenix, team. Phoenix has the you know, they got Durant, they got Booker, but they don't really have a whole lot else. Quite frankly, I think if they had that team for the entire season, I think the Lakers would have finished ahead of them. Uh, um, I disagree with that. I think they would have. Uh, I think in the regular, remember. I think in the regular season, it's much easier to get by with Durant and, and Booker if and them, Paul and Aiden. Durant. Huh? If Kevin Durant doesn't miss, if Kevin Durant doesn't miss a month, fair. But I think it would. Okay, that's fair. Um, but I mean, based and, off and of remember, what, Booker Booker missed a lot of time this year too. Yeah, but even with them both missing time, they still finish as like the fourth and fifth seed. So I'm assuming if you had them for the whole year, and he maybe doesn't, you, you take the games that you played maybe in Brooklyn. I think they're like at least a top three seed because you can because you can play a lot more fluff. It's not like the playoffs. Where you gotta you could you could put out some of those guys that uh Rain Riot or Cameron Payne or Miss whoever, you can get that off probably in the regular season more because you're playing you're probably gonna play some bad teams. So mm, yeah, maybe. I wouldn't I guess I wouldn't really In my opinion in my well, I mean it, it technically shows I mean by their by how they how many games they they took the uh Suns the Suns took them to. But like the Suns are probably their toughest matchup for the playoffs. So so far up until this point, at least, you know, we'll see what that's, happens to the Heat. Yeah, no, the, the Suns are definitely their toughest matchup. So, well, and a lot of people have the Suns uh, favorites. You know, I was one of them. I thought they had a chance, you know, on the accountability list. My name is next to the Suns, so I have to eat that one. Um, yeah, but, I wasn't buying that. I told y'all. But yeah, anyway. the, de- the depth. The depth I, I thought they could at least get some people in the bio market, but, you know, that's how it go. Well, they did get people. They just didn't play them in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, yeah, I guess. Go ahead. Um, anyway, so like I was saying, uh, post All Star is kind of really the, the sample I want to focus on most. But um, so if we move over the Heat shooting post All Star break, um, and by the way, before I read them, I I want to tell you that what I noticed about this Heat team, they're remarkably consistent. Um, some of the rankings might change. Um, even somewhat dramatically uh, in certain stats, but the actual number is is going is remarkably consistent, and um, and you'll you'll see that here in a second. Uh, so post All Star, the Heat took a, a slight bump in made threes from twelve to twelve point eight, so roughly a, a three a game. Uh, they'd make one more three and what, four out of every five games, roughly. Uh, then you look at their attempts. Their attempts, virtually the same, technically a tick down, 34.7 from 34.8. Um, by the way, the first two stats I read were good for 12th and 13th in the league, but their percentage took a jump, uh, a jump by about two and a half percentage points, roughly, to 36.8, which was good for 14th in the league. 
So post All Star break, they're an average shooting team. Quick question. In the um, yes. By chance, I'm assuming asking in the playoffs has their three. I know the three point percentage has gone up a little bit drastically. Has their attempts also gone down, and that might be a reason why their shooting looks better because they're attempting less threes, maybe. And now that is the myth I wanted to come on and dispel because I knew that would be somebody like yourself. Obviously, the, you know, you talk ESPN, whatever, they're just going to talk about the first two we talked about. They're poor percentage uh, on the year, and they're good percentage now. But, you know, we get into the weeds. We kind of talk a little basketball. You're, I'm glad you asked that question. That's the natural question to ask. Yes, their percentage, their attempts did go down, but not super significantly. 34, they're attempting one less three a game from 34.7 to 33.6. So you're just one less three. Oh, that's interesting. I would have thought they were one, shooting um, less, a lot less. I thought they were just making so more. Compared to the regular season, and if you go back to the regular season, they're actually 34.8 35. Um to 33.6 so yeah so they're basically looking at they're basically from play the playoff run now to what they shot over the course of the regular season they are making one more three a game and attempting one less and if you look at those rankings as far as uh makes and attempts the attempts good for 10 there's 16 teams in the playoffs that's basically an average attempt per game team and then the threes made is fifth um, and that is mm, top, that's kind of borderline, you know, top half, top half, but, you know, kind of in that middle part as well. Um, so maybe slightly above average, you'd say. Um, and then I, what I also went and did is I went and took those rankings from the playoffs. And if you extrapolated those numbers over the course of an 82 game season, where would they have ranked? This year, the percentage, 39%, would have been first in the league. Okay. The attempts the attempts would have been 14th in the league. So, like I said, average. And then the three points made would have been good for eighth in the league. Okay. So, question. Since yes. we're trying to dispel the myth, could you provide the audience with reasons why their shooting has gone up compared to previous seasons? I mean, to, to mean the early to, in the regular season. To the regular last, season? Yeah. You could write, is it a certain player that may be shooting more? Is it maybe well, a certain player is now playing that wasn't playing as much in the regular season? Maybe somebody's I'll not be playing. I think there are a couple things. I think okay. the first thing I think the first thing is health. They've been generally a fairly healthy team post okay. All Star break. Um, outside of Kyle Lowry, that's really that was really their only significant injury. Mm-hmm. Um, and across the board, though, their shooters post All Star break have have shot better. Their shooting is up. Unfortunately, I did not have the time to pull those players' numbers for you. Um, but I do know all of those players because I have seen those numbers before. Um, all their main shooters, the Struce, Gabe, um, I know Hero's not playing in this run, but even Hero, his shooting went up as well. They all got pretty healthy jumps, usually somewhere between like one and a half to some like 3% um, jumps post All-Star. Um, so they, they, they really kind of kind of brought it starting to bring it together the second thing as far as this particular playoff run I, I obviously i think would be duncan robinson uh he wasn't really playing much my man in duncan. the regular season yeah i mean he's he's shooting crazy uh caleb martin as well caleb martin i don't know if you 
seen these numbers, but his uh, Caleb Martin slash line, uh, his, uh, his field goal percentage in the Celtics series was uh, 60%. I'm sure you've heard that. His uh, three-point percentage was 49%. And his uh, his free throws was, I believe, 80, 85. Um, so Caleb Martin has been a big part of it as well. I believe for the playoffs, Caleb Martin is shooting over 40% from three as well. I think it's like 43%. Um, so, you know, they're kind of they're kind of getting it from everybody. Um, but Duncan, I think, has been the biggest reason because he's been able to be extremely effective shooting the three. And I'll be honest with you, I think what's kind of helping with that as well is that he's he's attacking the closeout. So when they close on him or when they do the bam dribble handoff actions, he'll, he does have the back door. You know, they chase him off the line. He is able to drive and play make. So him, them, him being able to do that stuff as opposed to kind of what we saw last year, he, didn't, he wasn't really doing a lot of that stuff. Every now and then you would have seen a dunk in like back door or something. But um, it, his ability to 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 kind of add to his game, it's honestly I just think he's getting better shots. Uh, I know you see a lot. I personally would see watching him. He sometimes he forces some threes, like they're not maybe awful looks, yes. but coming off those coming off those handoffs, uh, maybe a guy closes out a little hard and he just he just shoots it. You know, look, he he's he's made those before, but they're hard shots. You know. They're hard shots. They're not easy shots to make. So I just think he's getting a lot more cleaner looks when he decides to shoot. I have not, honestly, I can't say I've seen him shoot a, a, a lot of threes where I was just like, hmm, I don't really like that. You know, I've seen Strews take several. Um, but Duncan, for the most part, every three Dun- Duncan has taken, I've liked it. Obviously, I have an all go in, but I've liked the looks. Um. All right. So that's the shooting, man. Had to just get that off the top. Wanted to uh, dispel the myth for the uh, the haters out there. Okay. Is there another stat? Actually, let's flip it to Denver. Is there any stat from Denver that you would um that we could uh, go over? Sure. So I'm like looking at the Nuggets. I'm not gonna lie to you. A lot. Some of these stats were, some of them kind of shocked me a mm-hmm. little bit. Um, I, you know, we spoke um, prior to this podcast off air. When you think of Denver, and I've even heard some of these guys, uh, you know, on, on the ESPN, whatever, on your sports shows, talk about how Denver plays with pace. They're a very fast-paced team. They're yes. really not. They're not. They're like a bottom. They're a bottom five-ish, five, six, seven bottom uh, pace team in the league. Uh, they're actually pace. Their pace is on par with the Heat, roughly. They're slightly better than the Heat in pace. The Heat are, are uh, second to last in pace over the regular season and post also. Um, but the Nuggets run regular for the course of the season, 24th, um, and then post All-Star. 25th and even in the playoffs their pace has the actual number of the pace has gone down um they've actually gotten slower as the season's gone on they started over the course of the season 98.74 uh pace uh 97.45 post all-star and in the playoffs they're at 96.33 
Um, so the, the heat has done the same as well, but there's not as dramatic. It's a very slight decrease in pace. Uh, so the pace kind, pace numbers kind of surprise me, but it does make sense because, you know, you watch the Nuggets. They will, you know, Jokic will grab the rebound and he'll push it up the floor. But it's they don't typically do a whole lot of, you know, Jokic pushes it up, one pass layup kind of stuff. It's not a ton of fast break. It's push the pace early, trying to get cross matches, mismatches. Um, and then in the half court where their pace comes in, it's, there's a lot of movement. Uh, the ball moves, players move. Um, and they kind of, they, they just make the defense move that way. Um, the other thing, uh, this I kind of knew already, but their defense is average. 15th in the league, yeah. regular season. Mm-hmm. 15th in the league, post All-Star. However, I will say the one thing that is, it, the number itself is shocking. The overall ranking is average. Um, their their defense has turned it up in the playoffs. Um, it, if you rank it among playoff teams, um, it is, like I said, average. It's eighth. However, they have a, a, their defensive rating in the playoffs is 111.7, which it would have been good for seventh in the league. Um, and that is down from their regular season rating of 113.5 and their post-All-Star rating of 114.4. So they have really tightened the screws on the defensive end um, in, the, in these playoffs. And I, I got to say, if there was one more, it'd probably be the assists, um, just because uh, they basically – in the regular season and post All Star, sixty six percent their assist percentage, sixty six percent of uh, their possessions end in an assist, which is kind of nuts. Two out of three possessions, but our baskets rather end in an assist. So that's uh, that's kind of kind of cool. Okay, um, the pace one I was we talked about that earlier. I was kind of surprised by that one. Is this one not too much? Uh, obviously, then watching the playoffs, we talked about Murray doing a lot more isos. I do wonder, though, if they will continue to assist the ball at the high rank, knowing the Heat's defense is going to probably, probably try to force them more into a lot of isos like they did Boston. Now, um, the difference between, you would say, Boston and Denver, obviously, is Boston's two best players, when they're at their best, it's a lot of iso. Not necessarily a lot of playmaking. We don't really see that a lot consistently from Jason Tatum. He can do it once in a while. Jalen Brown, definitely not known for his playmaking. So, as we saw last year's, compared to um, Joker, who's, I mean, he's been averaging a triple-double the whole playoffs, correct? I don't think there's been a series he hasn't averaged a triple-double. Um, I believe, yes. Yes, I believe you're right. Okay, and then Jamal Murray, Um, you know, even though he can attack, he can playmake as well. As well. Um, and, you know, they have some other guys that play make Bruce Brown, um, Aaron Gordon can do a little bit of playmaking. So they have some they have some things that they can uh, throw at Miami offensively where you would probably want to get them in ISO. You would agree with me instead of their, their team. They can, especially in the half court, they can move the ball around, make some things happen, get an open shot really well. A lot of guys get the ball. So everybody you got to fight that everybody's in rhythm when they're playing. Um, and also, let's not forget 2020 finals. Contavious Caldwell Pope was aside my thorn, so I wasn't really, yeah. wasn't really happy about that. Not really too happy to have to see him play again. So, um, 
Yeah. But as we keep this going, what are some of the keys as we always, where are some of the keys for, let's start with the Nuggets, for the Nuggets to win this series and, you know, get their first NBA championship? Um, I think, I think the biggest key for them Mm -hmm. is you got to keep, keep the engine rolling. Okay. Right now their offense um, looks like a well-oiled machine. Um, offensive rating of 119.7 in the playoffs. That's good for first. Um, and that would have also been first this year by a fairly significant margin. The Kings were number one with, uh, I think, 118 point something. Um, and by doing that, I don't mean just putting up the points. I mean keeping everybody involved. Uh, in that Lakers series in particular, um, Pretty much the only person that wasn't really, that didn't really have it on offense was Aaron Gordon. Um, but pretty much everybody else was just giving you big buckets, giving you, giving, getting to their spots, hitting open threes. Caldwell Pope um, was good for about two threes a game in the Nuggets, in the, the Lakers series. Um, Bruce Brown had a couple, you know, like 13, 14, 15 point games. I think he had a 15, 5, and 5 game as well. I think that was what game three, I think. Game two. Um, the Mi- Michael Porter was feeling it entire series. Um, obviously, you know, Joker was doing his thing. In fact, Joker, um, they were talking about Tatum not scoring in the uh, fourth quarter. Uh, I don't believe Joker, Joker had, a, had a fourth quarter bucket um, until game three, um, just like Tatum. I believe. Uh, so, it, and, and Murray. Murray obviously was just killing the Lakers in isolation, hitting tough bucket after tough bucket, um, going off for 30-point halves. Um, they got to keep that rolling. Um, they got to make Miami account for as many people on the court not named Nikola Jokic, um, or Jamal Murray for that matter, um, as possible. Um, so I think that's going to be their biggest key. Um, I think the second one, probably a uh, pretty obvious one, rebounding. Um, now, not because the rebounding should be like a battle or anything tough. In fact, I think I don't think it's going to be close. But I think the Nuggets need to like wash Miami on the boards, just absolutely annihilate them. And honestly, they're going to have to do something that they were not very good at in the regular season is uh, second chance points, believe it or not. Um, the Denver Nuggets, as a rebounding team, uh, their rebound percentage was fourth in the league. Uh, post All-Star, it was 10th. And in the playoffs, it's number one. But, and, and offensive rebounds in particular, they actually don't, off, they don't rebound the ball on the offensive glass as well as you might think. I mean, Jokic typically, you know, he's out here grabbing, you know, what, having like 30, 20, 10 games, 20 boards, 13, 14, 15, 16, all, you know, all those rebounds. He's, it's not, it's not a lot on the offensive glass. Their offensive rebound percentage is 28.9, which is good for 12. So you're basically looking at league average. Um, post All Star, they've been better, um, 29.8, which is good for eighth, so top 10. And it's up to 30.2 uh, 
in the playoffs, which would be good for fifth. So again, you're kind of in that same range, eighth-ish, um, if over the course of a regular season. But when it comes to second chance points, they're not good in the regular season. Uh, twelve point nine, which was good for twenty-first in the league, and they were even worse post All Star break. Eleven point six, which would have been good for twenty, which was good for twenty-sixth in the league. Um, I think they need to do better in that area. Uh, I, they will win the rebounding battle. They should win the rebounding battle. I, I they got to make sure it's not close. I'm talking double digits and really capitalize on those. Uh, offensive uh on those offensive boards and turn those into points. All right. So what do you have for the keys for the heat then? Keys for the heat? Yes. Number one, I think this is the most important key for them. Don't get washed on the boards. Um so you're just try. gonna wait, you're just gonna offset everything you say. That's your key. Oh, no. Are you, look, don't look, be doing, are think, you about to do a Khalil? No, 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 no. They need, they, that, it's just, I don't like to do that, but, you know, I, 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 look, that's just what it is. The Heat are not a, a great rebounding team. Actually, surprisingly, their defensive rebounding percentage is, uh, pretty damn good. They're, uh, they were fourth bet, um, in the league uh, at defensive rebounds. Um, now that did come down post All Star to league average. Um, if you remember when they got Kevin Love, they had that weird stretch where they were just an awful rebounding team. Um, I think that kind of had a that had a lot to do with if I had, what it looked like to me. The guys that were boxing out, fighting for boards, stopped boxing out and fighting for boards because <laughs> uh, oh we got Kevin Love now we have to rebound. Um, so they just have to. Keep that close. I expect they'll lose that. Um, try to keep that like five to seven in in that range. Like try not to lose by too much more than that. Um, I think the second key for the Heat is going to be got to keep up the uh, the shooting, the role players in particular. Um, Martin, Duncan, Struess, Gabe. I think these guys, those guys are going to be big in this series. As I told you, the Nuggets are a league average defense. Um, make it hard on them. Uh, particularly, uh, they're not great in the pick and roll. Um, as you saw, the Lakers kind of abused them. Um, particularly Austin Reese in the pick and roll. Um, kind of, you saw some trouble. They weren't able to like, um, I, w- I would say they weren't able to like make Jokic pay as much as they, they they probably could have if their roster was a little bit better. But they kinda they he gotta try and keep those guys rolling. Keep Vincent rolling, Struth hitting the threes, hitting the shots. Um keep that keep that water on because if you also have to make the Nuggets um defend as many people as possible or account for as many people as possible, um stretch them out. Um, I think that's that's a big help to you uh, if you're Miami. Um, and then I'm gonna say the I I kind of have a couple others. Uh, well, I wouldn't say it's a key. It's probably an area I'm watching just in general in the series. But uh, my last key for the Heat, once again, Bam Adebayo. 
um, gotta be gotta be better. Yeah, bam, um, definitely gotta be, play better. On on offense, gotta be better on offense. Mm. Gotta be aggressive. You know, I think we saw towards the last the last three or so games of that Celtics series, I felt like his confidence dropped on offense. You know, he wasn't he's missing a couple bunnies, and then you know it's just confidence goes down and and he just can't get nothing to go. Um, he's gonna need. Uh, they can really use him as a weapon against Jokic, particularly on defense. Um, if if they're gonna, we gotta see what the Nuggets decide to do. Um, if I had to guess, they will kind of sort of play like a, a drop with Jokic. He, he probably, if he starts on Bam, which I assume he will. No, you actually might start on Kevin Love if the Heat start Kevin Love. But if the Heat start Kevin uh, Love, they would start Jokic. Oh yeah, they no, would make. Actually, I mean, no, yeah, because no, 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 they wouldn't do that because the Heat run. No, the Heat run like pin downs and and, and curl actions. They like, they use Kevin Love like they use Ke- Kelly Olynyk. Oh um, yes, it, pop out. You can't have you can't have Jokic out here chasing Kel- uh, chasing freaking Kevin Love through like five screens. Um, so he'll probably start on Bam. I, I I would guess they'll kind of give Bam some space. Um. So if Bam is able to to hit a couple of those jumpers, um, and and be aggressive, like you have the speed over Jokic, no indecision. You get that ball at that mid post, at that free throw line. If you have the jumper, shoot it. You know, if you think you can get by him, you know he plays a little bit too close to you. Just make the move, make the move, get by him, and attack. And and it's more important that you're attacking. And uh, if you miss, fine. Um, but it's more important than you're, that, you, that you're attacking because I don't think the Nuggets, um, or any team for that matter, this would have applied to the Celtics as well, would be okay with you driving past Jokic and, and getting layups every time down the court. You know, even if you miss, you know, a handful of them. I, I just, I, I have a hard time believing that the Nuggets are just going to be like, no, that's fine. We'll allow that. Um, we'll allow that until he shows us he can make it. Um, most teams are, are not going to give up a layup, basically, uh, even a contested one. Um, and then secondly, off that, if they, if they can be aggressive, like I said, you have the speed advantage over him. Jokic, we saw in a couple of those Lakers games, get into some foul trouble. If you could put a couple fouls on him in the first quarter or early in the first quarter, um, make him have to sit, even if it's the only two fouls he picks up in the game. Um, it gives, it kind of disrupts the Nuggets and what they want to do. And I think a big key, um, the Heat's big. You know, Kevin Love, I think, should be fine. Uh, I I know they'll play Cody Zeller. Um, I'm, I'm not sure the Cody Zeller minutes are going to go much better than they did in the Celtics series, but I'm sure he'll play. If the Heat can make the Nuggets go small as much as possible, advantage Heat. So if you pick up two two fouls on Jokic, you know, in the first six minutes of the, of the first quarter in, in two or three games um, and make them, make them have to – Go Jeff Green at the five, and, and now you got a an extended period without Jokic. He can go small. They can they can take out Kevin Love. They can, whether it's Haywood Highsmith or Duncan or whoever, 
and, and kind of go small and get their guys moving, advantage heat. Okay, I like that. Um, real quick, I'm going to just say what I'm looking out for in this series. For Denver, I'm looking to see if Michael Porter, everybody knows I'm big. I like Michael Porter's game. Um, I'm looking to see um, how he plays in this series. I know the Heat are going to try to do what they can to slow down Murray and, of course, the Joker. And just kind of like the Lakers series, I think he'll have a chance to make a play. But it should be interesting because I'm pretty sure Jimmy Butler should be guarding him, if you agree with me. Unless the Heat uh, decide to put Jimmy on Aaron Gordon and just kind of have him roaming, which might be also the case. Um, I would guess. Yes. Um, but if I would guess that he would not start um, Murray on Jimmy Butler on Murray. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. I think that's Gabe Vince is just going to have to eat that. And then, yeah, of course, we'll have Kyle I think in the big moments, you'll see that. I would I would guess Jimmy Jimmy could start on Michael Porter. I um, think it'd make more sense. Or Aaron Gordon's honestly, only option for roaming. Honestly, I if, if I had to guess, I think I, – well, I guess I got to see the lineup. I would assume they're going to – Well, we know what their general lineup is. I'm assuming you would, I'm put, gonna, you would put Struess on um, Contavious Codwell Pope. Um, I might, I might put Struess on Porter. Okay, that's interesting. I don't know if I, I don't know if I would do that, but I mean, hell, the season, the series is just starting. You can, you can see what works and what doesn't work, so you can always go to that later I, on the series. Um, I might do, I might do that. I'd put a little, a little bit more, a little bit more size on him. I mean, Michael Porter is not like incredibly explosive. No, so I, but he can, he, would, he can I, score. He can score. So if maybe put like a good defender on him. It might force him to do something else. Um, so that's one thing. And honestly, for Denver, um, one of the things I'm looking to see also is um, their rotation because I feel like the Lakers, even more than the Suns, kind of showed that they might not have as much depth as maybe we saw in the regular season. I don't know if Malone's maybe going to play some players that he hasn't really played a lot in the playoffs in the last round, like maybe give Reggie Jackson some more time. Hell, I don't think Mike Tom Michael uh, Thomas Bryant has ever even touched the court. Um, and what's the, what's the kid's name? The uh, the small forward, the guard that I don't really like, who's supposed to be out there as a shooter. Um, I forgot his name. It's just Bruce Brown. No, not Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown doesn't matter. He's like six, he's like six man of the team. Not him. Um, oh, the, is it the the white kid? Braun? Yes, Braun. Yeah, I don't know. I, I he didn't really look too well in the Lakers series. I don't know if he maybe he'll be random Heat scrub guy this series. So maybe he'll have well, a good they kind of. But they weren't playing him a lot like, either. So I'm interested to see if Malone either kind of opens up his rotation a little bit more. Maybe plays an extra guy, or if because of the finals he kind of just says like we're not playing. And also remember, they're basically having like two days off after every game. It's not every other day anymore so just maybe just maybe he kind of says all right like i'm just gonna play seven mainly seven guys and maybe like the eighth guy plays like a, a stretch here and he just says all right like this is what we're doing for the whole run so that's what i would want to see from denver on the miami side i am interested to see and i think we can get into it real quick um where tyler hero when he comes back because I think he's coming back. They, they're they rumoring. It's being reported it's around game three. He'll probably be back for game three because I would give him, I think, around another week to get ready. 
Um, I'm wondering to see whose minutes he kind of gets into. Um, and then also like how they would use him. Would they kind of let him be the run some pick and rolls? Are they going to try to have a more off ball? I think that would kind of be interesting. And then you are kind of already said Bam, so I don't really want to get back into Bam again. But also just, you know, let's just see. Can Caleb Martin continue to play at this borderline all-star level of play that he's been doing in the last round? So those are like the things I'm going to be looking at while I'm watching the game. So I will say if Caleb Martin is able to keep this, this level of play up, yes. it's, um, it would it would be a very big boost to the Heat. Um, I do think Jimmy Butler is going to – I expect him to struggle a little bit. Um, Aaron Gordon is, is a, a bigger guy with some length. Those guys tend to give Jimmy some problems. I think they'll just, they'll just um, switch him off as much as they can. Well, there are some things that I think that he can do, and they did do in the regular season um, that I would expect to see a lot of. So I, I – I, w- I do expect to see a lot of Jimmy Butler as the screener. Um, they were able to get some good looks in the regular season against the Nuggets um, doing that. Um, the one the one element, and I'm, I, I'm curious to see that we didn't really see from them in the regular season versus the Nuggets would be Duncan Robinson um, because I do think there are some opportunities to run a, a three-man offense with Butler Duncan and Bam, where you kind of have Bam um, at the at the top of the key, or you know, maybe a little offset to the wing a little bit. Um, have Jimmy set a screen for Duncan, so Duncan can do his uh, his flare screen over the top, and you can have Jimmy dive back door. Um, and that would I, I think there's some opportunities there for some easy buckets. Um, but I do think in general. And yes, they'll obviously try to switch. I expect Jamal Murray will be this serious. Derek White for Jimmy. Um, and, but I, I would expect, I would not expect the Nuggets to just give that switch up so easily as the uh, Celtics did. So I think they'll have a tougher time if they can get some some of those relief buckets that Caleb was able to give. Obviously, the the shooting as well. That could be uh, – I'd be interesting to see how the Nuggets decide to address that. Okay. Well, we're getting to the end of the show, of this episode, and uh, I kind of – I think game – I'll say for me. Game one, I completely expect the Nuggets to win this game just based off of the fact that the Heat played like a seven-game series and now they had to travel to Denver – they had to play definitely playing some high altitude. They might have a little bit of fatigue coming out while Denver has been off for like literally over a week and a half. So at home chilling. So I do think this will probably go to Denver. Now, do I my series prediction I will say I think Denver should win this series. Hell. Um I don't know how many games it's gonna go. I don't really wanna I guess I'm about to pull a Clayton. I don't really wanna give a series like how many games it can go. Just because of the fact that um, I basically had the Heat, except for the Knicks series, losing every other every series in the playoffs. I and they basically won every single series. So I'm basically gonna just keep my. I don't know if it's like a reverse jinx. 
Yeah, I don't know if it's a reverse jinx or not, but you know, it's it's working. Well, it's, it's, I didn't need it for the following. Knicks because it's the Knicks. But it's following that logic, you should give them predictions of the Heat can win. Pick against right. them, they can win. All right, uh, I'll go Nuggets and I'll go Nuggets and five. They win a game. They get a game. You get a game in Miami crowd pots and pans outside. Street to highly go crazy. Yeah, I mean, for the reason why I would say the Nuggets would win, I just think that they, unlike the other teams that they played, especially I think the last two rounds, the other two teams, um, I think were a lot. Their offenses are very simple. And, like, me and you could, like, watch it, and we were easily able to dissect and be like, okay, yeah, we know what they're trying to do. It didn't take me and you that long to figure that out. So I'm pretty sure it didn't take the Heat coaching staff who know more basketball. They've probably forgotten more basketball than I even know. So I think there those offenses were just very simple to, to see what they're running in Denver. I just think they are very much more versatile. I don't think it's as simple playing them. They have a lot more offensive weapons and they can do a lot more things they can counter a lot more things so i think that's why i would have them winning five and miami i just don't think um in this type of series i think you would need um you would need not just um one-way players in some sense i think this kind of where you know they're finally going to get exposed for maybe their lack of size and interior defense because uh, Bam against Joker has not gone well previously. I mean, we haven't. I don't think we beat them in like the last like three years, right? We haven't. We Denver has won nine of the last ten. We have not beat. We have not won a game in Denver since twenty sixteen. Yeah, and that's a. And I don't even remember. They really didn't count that because that roster. That if I'm correct, that's like twenty sixteen is like the year. That might be the year they. they that's like the Dion Waiters, James Johnson era, Rodney Magruder, yeah. Wayne Ellington. Yeah, that's kind of rough. Luke, Luke Babbitt. So that's why I would have Denver winning. Now, I will say, I do think people are not giving Miami enough credit for, I feel like, making this series interesting. I don't, even if Denver wins in five, I think these games will be close, besides maybe game one. If if there was one game, I kind of see it just kind of like not really being there for Miami. It would probably be game one. But Miami also, know the fact, they have won every game, every game one in the in the playoffs. And if I'm correct, all those game ones have been on the road. So this yeah, is, they're, they're very, very comfortable. On, they, they're on probably the most, com- they probably have the most road wins out of anybody in the playoffs. I'm assuming by now, cause they've made it this far, but they actually should have the most road wins. It might be down on Denver. Yeah. They've, they're literally at this point, I think they've almost won as, yeah, they've basically almost won as many games on the road as, as in home. So, um, that should be pretty interesting, but yeah, if I was a betting man, which thank God I'm really not. I would probably have Denver in five. So, but still, go Heat. But Brandon, your predictions as we wrap this up. Um, I am not. I actually okay. So statistically speaking, uh, game one in the NBA Finals, game ones where a team has to travel and play a team on multiple days rest. That typically has not gone well for the traveling team. I believe the the team with the rest is eight and one in those games. Um, so that's not a great stat for the Heat. However, I I think I I absolutely can see the Heat coming out and just being tired. 
Um, they did get an extra day's rest, but they're also a little fresher playing basketball. Um, Denver has not played in a week and a half, like you said. Um, you know, I'm sure obviously they've practiced, you know, obviously they've been in the gym and practiced, shoot arounds, whatever, working on, I'm sure they've done scrimmages as well, but you can't quite replicate the intensity and the competitiveness of just a regular season game, far less um, a game in the playoffs. Um, so I'm not going to discount uh, the Heat in game one while I do think Denver will win it. Um, I, I, don't, I wouldn't say I don't necessarily think it'll be something easy uh, for Denver to do. Um, as for the series, I've thought about this a lot. And and I, uh, there's there's a lot on on the Nuggets. There's a whole lot they can they can do account for. You have to account for, but that assumes players are rolling. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. is a notoriously streaky player. Sometimes he's out there, and you're like, oh my god, he's this is it. This is what, you know, this is what we all saw. Sometimes it's really, I don't really know. Are you sure about this guy? So, you know, you got, you got others. Uh, you know, Jokic, I think will do his thing, obviously, although against the Heat, uh, I believe in the last 10 matchups, he's averaged 22, 11, and 7, um, against Bam. So, if that's what he's averaging against Bam, and that's you know somewhat in the vicinity of the kind of production that he puts up against the Heat in this series, um, I would most certainly like the Heat's chances if those are his numbers. Um, Jamal Murray is a guy I think the Heat will be able to punish um, on defense a lot more than the Lakers did. Uh, and that's simply because the Lakers are trying to do it. It's LeBron, who did a good job punishing Murray, but couldn't play full quarters of basketball. Um, you know, I think Jimmy Butler will go to that well over and over and over again. And I just think the Heat are very, they're a tough team. Adversity is not something that phases them. Um, They've obviously been here before. The Nuggets have not. Um, and I, that's not something that decides the series, but I do it. I do believe it is something that matters. So I'm going to say the Heat will win this series. And I think they'll do it in seven games. So you have the Heat winning another Game 7, an epic Game 7 on another team's court, and this time to win it all. You got Jimmy raising the, the Larry O'Brien trophy. In Denver. In Denver, okay. Well, I, I, now I, I will say the reason I came to that pick, I, I do, I, I, am, I, I think winning a Game 7 in Denver would be far, like infinitely more difficult than winning a Game 7 in Boston. Um, mm -hmm. like I'm sorry national media, media I'm sorry Celtics fans your arena is not scary 
Um, you talk about the, oh, the parquet floor of the TD Garden, uh, you know, like it's some kind of mythical. It's a mythical um, place, bro. Know. The leprechauns. It's, like it's not scary. Um, I mean, you kind of saw it. The heat came out in that game seven. They kind of, I mean, they, they, it was, the game was ugly to start. Both teams didn't really have anything going. But once the heat got rolling, you kind of heard the murmurs of the Celtics fans. And, um, you know, that's the kind of a, a team that is that the Celtics, they've demonstrated themselves to be incredibly weak mentally. Um, you know, the same thing you kind of saw with the team and the fans when Tatum went down. Um I don't think you're going to get that from Denver, Denver fans. Uh, I don't think at any point in this series, I don't care if the Heat come out and, you know, with this game one and start on a 20 to, 20 to 6 run. Um, I, you know, I don't think the crowd is going to start murmuring and, 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 you know, whispers like, oh my God, Jalen Brown can't dribble. Oh, maybe Jokic isn't that guy. But I don't think they're going to be doing that stuff. Um, certainly not in a game seven. So, and yes, the altitude and, and stuff like that. Um, I understand the difficulty of that task. Um, however, I just, I don't know because of how much the Nuggets have offensively. I, I haven't, I, I just don't see the Heat beating them in six games. I think if they do it, it's, Oh, it, it's a seven-game series, and it just kind of beat the hell out of them, and then whoever the hell is left, the kind of just battle of attrition. We're going the distance, and whoever's left standing when the buzzer's down, that's the winner. And I think that's the way that he do it. Now, listen, so, so the Nuggets can just have some awful shooting nights, you know, maybe you know a game or two, and then oh, well, there you go, the Heat win in six. But um. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the Nuggets the credit that um, maybe something happened. All right. Well, yeah, you were right about your uh, Celtics and seven. So in some way, somehow, thanks to Derek White. Heat so. and seven. Heat and seven. All right. Heat well. In seven. I'm sure you'll put up a poll this morning, uh, Thursday, asking the fans who you got winning tonight and who you got winning the series, and so we'll hear from you guys. But Brandon, I think that's it. Um, I'm excited. I know you're excited. Uh, I know you have your tradition of watching it uh, with your sister, so I'm sure you'll continue that. No, uh, we don't know what we're doing. I, I watch Game 7 at my house. We got six. Oh, oh, oh. Well, even you can take the negative yeah. energy. Okay. All right. Well, no, no, no. We, it's, it's all about the game plan, man. It's not about the negative energy, bro. It wasn't working. Right? Okay. We're back well, here rolling with the game plan. We lost three in a row. We got to switch it up. I'm not doing it. Well, okay. I look like Mike Boone over to you. Okay. Get out of here. All right. Will you figure that out? Okay. While you figure that out. Me and the listeners will be watching the game. Guys, this has been another edition of the Scorekeepers Podcast. We will see y'all later in the week. We out. This has been another five-star production.